0: What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources— he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning.
1: Leonard Ravenhill has been noted for saying that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in a lifetime of the opportunity. I welcome you today to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. We've finally come to the last stage in becoming a first time author. The seven steps or what could also be considered the seven secrets to writing your first book. You know, I'm, I'm the author of Dream Octane, Seven Steps to Discover, Develop and Deliver Your Value. And also the host of the Niche Finder podcast. And, and I believe that the value that you have to offer is worth sharing. That dream that you have of becoming a first time author is worth it, putting the efforts in. As you know, the mantra of Dream Octane is if innovative change is an engine, your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. So, if you're tuning in today and you are desiring to be someone who can have that tangible evidence of the dream that they had inside of them now being held within their hands in the form of a book, you've tuned into the right episode today. Step seven is about how do you maximize your abundant factor? So on March 4th, 2018, at the 90th Academy Award, basketball legend Kobe Bryant was nominated and he actually won the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film entitled Their Basketball. He was the first professional athlete to ever win an Oscar, but that wasn't the only thing that made this feat so special. The greatest surprise was in Kobe's response to a reporter's question he received backstage immediately following receiving the award. The reporter asked, after winning five championships in the NBA, now holding this Oscar, how do you feel? Kobe inhaled and exhaled quickly, looking at the reporter as if the reporter morphed into a basketball hoop that Kobe was just about to sink the game-winning shot into. He says, I actually feel better than winning a championship. To be completely honest with you, Kobe replied, I swear I do. He said, you know, growing up as a kid, I dreamt of winning championships and working really hard to make this dream of being a championship basketball player a reality. He says, but something like this, this kind of came out of left field for me. What sweetened to victory for Kobe was that at the end of his career with basketball, People began to ask him, like, what are you going to do after basketball? And Kobe told him, I want to be a writer. The only people he had in this corner at the time for being a writer was just his wife and his three daughters at the time. Nevertheless, he built a studio inside his house and began writing. Most people thought that he would end up coaching or having some role behind the scene. But Kobe was intent on bringing this dream of writing to others. And he felt like he had to put effort behind it. He discovered that writing served a purpose outside of himself. From there, Kobe developed that raw talent with others who helped him to refine this gift and eventually deliver it within various arenas. In response to a question from another reporter, Kobe encapsulate the potential and having more to give even after being successful in your first environment. Obviously, you've won championships, the reporter said, Olympic gold medals, and now this. You talk about this meaning more to you. But at the same time, can you talk about the struggles that you may understand uh, now that someone who has achieved fame may have trying to find a new outlet? The hardest thing for athletes, Kobe said, when you're starting over, is that you really have to quiet the ego. You have to begin again. You have to be a learner all over again. You have to learn the basics of things. He says, that's the difficult part. So my advice, Kobe said, is to tell athletes, find a thing that you love to do. He says, I wake up every morning and I can't wait to write. I can't wait to get into the studio. So when you find the thing that you love to do, everything else tends to make sense. You see, this serves as a great example, Kobe. An example I just shared with you is that even if you're wildly successful, ladies and gentlemen, you may still have more to give. And when we talk about step seven, as you becoming a first time author, that's the question that I would love for you to frame your thoughts around what you have to offer. Do you have more to give? Is there something inside of you that you feel has already made a difference in times past that you feel could also make a difference in your current state? And potentially make a difference in the future state of someone else. If they had your story, if they had this thing that you had invented that helps people to get through this barrier, go over this hurdle, or to accelerate them to some end result that they didn't believe that they could get to, maybe your book could pave the path. Now, now I know, you know, there's so many books that are out there. There's so many people who are writing. It's like everybody and their mother has a book now, but it's different. When you look at your comparative advantage to someone else, comparative advantage, as you remember from step four or step three, rather, when you look at that, it really has to do with what do you have that you can communicate more efficiently, more effectively? When you do that, it actually becomes unique to you versus trying to compete with others. Like if if we talked about building a house, right, if you learned how to build a house, right, and then other people want to learn how to build a house, they're going to go get your book on how to build a house. But this is the thing that makes you unique. And Seth Golding actually has a book called Tribes. And in that book, he says that we have, and I'll paraphrase, pretty much that viral video that goes out really starts with maybe a core group of about a thousand people and he says they tell one another person tells another one and some may tell two the next thing you know it's viral and the same thing with your tribe you don't have to have millions of people following you in order for you to be successful all you need is that core group that can find what you have a value That's of that now becomes a value to them. So, yes, <laughs> I have the struggle. I've been there. I've been doing this podcasting now for uh, a little over a year. So I understand how you can have challenges in your life. I know what it feels like to be the ones seated in front of the computer four o'clock or three o'clock in the morning and not be able to get my thoughts that i felt inspired for out on paper and so the technique that i'm giving you helps you to eliminate writer's block right it helps you to know that this isn't you know something that's just going to you're not going to be an overnight sensation type of thing but you could provide some helpful hints to someone that potentially over time who knows it could be something that could lead to greater success I mean obviously there's no guarantee life is what it is some things uh, happen some things don't but I can tell you that if you can sit and you can speak if you can take teaching materials that you've already taught on this thing that you have, that's your superpower, that you've done so well, if you can take that information and transcribe it, then you can have a book that could be substantive. If it was helpful in the environment for which you you know, spoke audibly in front of people and it was helpful, then why not convert that into a book and give it to a wider audience? again step seven is maximizing that abundant factor it is getting what you have out not only to a wider audience but you got to ask yourself do you have more to give yeah it's special what you've done up until this point but we want to see that people want to get the essence of who you are because it's genuine right it's genuine i remember When I thought about my superpower, the compliments that I've received have quite often has been like through presentations. So I remember being in business school and they had a speaker series. And you know, we have a tough group (laughs) that was part of my executive MBA program. All leaders in their own right, all had something to offer. And they could be pretty critical when it comes down to things because they are very well trained, highly intelligent individuals. And so when I found myself up speaking because I had signed up for the speaker series. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I remember sharing with them how difference makers can make a difference. I had already used that presentation before and speaking at a college at Rutgers in their biomedical program. I, I spoke a couple of times to new students coming in. They called me in to come and speak after they saw me do a speech for a graduation class. And I was just encouraging people about finding what they have of value and delivering it to a wider audience, similar to what I'm doing right here today. And when I repackaged that story and I begin to share with them my dream, my struggle, what I discovered, and here is what life is for me now. The executive MBA program, everybody didn't stand up, but I did have a few people standing up afterwards to really recognize how that moment in time made them feel and it was encouraging to me but what if i did not do that what if i sat on what i had to offer and i just did not offer it you see the seven steps or seven secrets that i take you through to becoming a first-time author it really is about finding your one thing focusing on that one thing and then delivering it to a wider audience you know Tyler Perry is a great example yes he like Steve Harvey has this story where they were homeless and then now they um, brought that you see that they're highly successful but when Tyler Perry started out he stated in a YouTube video he says he's always been asked uh how did you make it Uh, his reply says there's only one answer tyler perry says he says truth be told it was nothing but the grace of god his journey like steve harvey spent several years struggling to bring his one thing to a stage you know he was a playwright he does many things now but tyler perry was a playwright that was the start of his journey and although perry had a comedic edge this creativity his one thing was writing producing and performing in his theatrical plays to do that, he had to work odd and end jobs. He had to save up tax return money and he had to rent out. He went to rent out the 14th Street Playhouse in Atlanta so he could put on his production of his autobiographical play. I know I've been changed uh, in the video posting. He likened putting his effort behind working on one thing to be like watering a seed in the ground. He said you can plant a seed all day long, Perry said. Uh, You can even go around giving your business cards to people, knocking on doors and auditioning. Uh, You can do all of that every day of your life and nothing happens. He then looked into the camera with a look of sincerity that seemed to be combined with resolve and conviction. Then he said, when a seed is planted in the ground, all you can do is watering. You can't control the sunshine, you can't control the weather, and you cannot control whether or not the locusts will come and try to destroy it. All you can do is plant your seed in the ground, water it, and believe. That is what allowed me, as Tyler Perry says it, to be positioned where I am today. His highlights, you know, if you don't know Tyler Perry, again, he had two television sitcoms, one of which House of Pain became the recipient of the NCAA Image Award for Outstanding Comedy Series. He's also author of two books with his first book, Don't Make a Black Woman Take Off Her Earrings, Medea's uninhibited commentaries of love and life. That became a New York Times bestseller. Uh, he's the originator of 17 feature films. He's the genius who conceived more than 20 stage plays. Uh, he's the developer of nine television shows and he's also the mastermind of the 330-acre Tala Perry Studios based in Atlanta, Georgia. With that said, Just think about Tyler Perry's one thing. Tyler Perry did not stop believing. After he planted his seed, he worked really hard. And that seed that was securely planted in Perry's mind, he was getting the first play that he wrote in front of a captive audience. That's what the seed was. How can I get what I have in my mind to my first audience? How can I deliver it to a wider audience? He then resolved to line up all his efforts early to water that one idea. I had one idea, Perry continued. That was to do my play. My only focus was to do my one play. And I knew it. He says, if that could work, everything else will come to pass. There are so many people going in so many different directions. This week, they're doing this. Next week, they're doing that. He says, I usually try to get them anytime I'm encouraging them, Tyler would say. I would try to get them to focus, focus on one thing, one area, put all your energy into one area. If you spread the water across many seeds, you don't have enough water, as Perry puts it, to water your one seed. So focus on one thing, make it your priority and stick to it no matter what. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I dovetail his story into Robert Kiyosaki. He had the, the, the quote that says uh, focus. And it's an, it's an acronym for follow one course until successful. Maximizing your abundant factor in step seven uh, takes the focus that you have placed on your one thing throughout the other six steps. And it charges you to follow that one course until successful. And so as you start to do that, when Perry did that. He got $12,000 he saved up in tax returns. 6 years he was been and been trying to do this this play. You know, only a handful of people showed up, 30 people showed up, but he didn't stop. He was determined. And then the cycle of disappointment for him continued for 6 years, ranging from 1992 to 1998. However, in 1998, his play was moved to the House of Blues in Atlanta, and it was ramping up to be his last attempt at launching his play. But instead of failing, as it did in previous years, this time, all eight shows sold out. The play was then moved to the famed Fox Theater, where upwards of 9,000 people were in attendance. When we find out one thing, which, you know, the 5P framework we talked about in step one is designed to help you to uncover, but we must stick to it until we're successful. It may not be immediately apparent that the niche that we have by taking it through steps one and steps through steps one through step six is bearing fruit, but we have to keep watering our seed. T.D. Jake said it this way. He says, if first you don't succeed, try, try again. If you don't succeed that time, try, try again. If you don't succeed that time, try try again and if you don't succeed that time write a book about what you learned from how you failed there was always something to do with what you have experienced now as you maximize your abundance in step seven of becoming a first-time author keep in mind that although iterating your one thing until success is important you have to understand that there's value in the process You can do this on your own. And these seven steps that I've shared with you, if you follow them, this is a technique that will help you get your story into tangible form. But you don't have to stop there. Many people struggle with writer's block. Many people have a story to tell, but it's not for everybody. Right. We, we can definitely help you on your path towards success of becoming a first time author using the techniques that we have. If you're a coach, consultant or counselor and you've already had material that you share with people, that has been successful. But now you want to be able to have that that book in hand commercial break on this the other day i was talking to someone who was highly successful and a person does speaking and um, he has a book but it's from years ago and one thing he shared with me there it was a certain environment that he wanted to get into on a national stage and they were joking around with him but they were serious <laughs> but in a joking way they said don't come back until you've updated your book don't come back until you have this new book that you've been telling us about now wow how could that be You mean you have an opportunity with somebody who you know, who's well-known, who's respected, and they're challenging this individual. Don't come back until you have your book. What would having a book do for you? What doors do you believe that it it would open for you? Now, what if you can get that same book? For me, it took three years. But in three years, I learned not only how to complete my book, how to stay tenacious, but also if I knew back then what I know now, I would have been able to finish my book potentially in about four to six months. Now, I should show people and I have shown people how to write their book in less time than that. You can have a manuscript within 30 days. You can have a completed book within 90 days. It's a whole ghostwriting process that we've that we've done and we can craft and we can put that together for you. But if you click on the link below, the first thing we have to find out is, are we a good fit for each other? If it is a good fit, but we can set up time to do a free consultation. The steps that you take towards pursuing your dream of becoming a first time author is something that is possible and it is worth it. Again, even if you're wildly successful, you may still have more to give that book. That's on your bookshelf. The one that you see with your name on it is possible. It doesn't have to just live and exist in your imagination. You can do it and and we can definitely help you through the process. So, if you're interested, again, uh, sign up with the application and let's see where we go from there. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. If you're looking for examples on how to do what we already shared, pretty much put together a manual for you. Dream Octane. If you go onto Amazon.com and you click on Dream Octane, the seven steps to discover, develop, and deliver your niche, you can just see from the Kindle. And this was top 100 within the first 30 days. You can see right from the Kindle version in the look inside that much of what we share. It's all stuff that's possible for you, because if you can speak, (laughs) we can convert that speech and substantive ideas that you have into material that could potentially be helpful for others. Look forward to seeing you the very next episode where we get back to having our guests on our program. This is the part that I love. Got so many guests that are lined up for you. We'd love to get you to hear from other experts as they tell you about their journey and at the same time help you on your journey Toward success. Thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to seeing you on the very next episode.